Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Rosalie Carpio has loved singing and dancing all her life and began as a young girl in her native Australia. In the 1970s, she came to Hong Kong and has been here ever since. Part of the reason for that might have been the man she met here within two weeks of her arrival. The fabulous musician, composer and arranger Tony Carpio, part of the Carpio family of entertainers. This week, I hear Rosalie Carpio's story, a veteran entertainer who takes me back to the time of the big bands, the glamour, the feathers, the Japanese clubs, the talented and hard-working Filipino and Italian musicianship over the decades. That musicianship is making a comeback as Rosalie and other members of the Carpio clan work on bringing the big band sound reminiscent of those days at the Dickens Bar back to Hong Kong. Up next, you know it's nice, so you say it twice. Please welcome Rosalie Rosalie with New York, New York. I sang and danced. The story was I had a papilloma on my foot and I got stung by a bee and then that was the start of it. Mum took me to dancing lessons to make me walk straighter again. But then my, my mother really wanted to be on the stage herself. So and my sister wasn't interested in performing at all, although she, she played guitar. My mum played piano accordion, piano, and she taught the banjo mandolin as well. So mum taught all her life. So that's the musical influence in, you know, my mother was very entertaining. So your mum played the, the piano accordion. Yes. So when you were at home in Australia, was it, what were you playing at home? Was it folk or was it? No, mum played the piano, actually. The, she, we had an upright piano at home and she taught the piano. She also taught piano accordion and she taught at Victoria Banjo Club in Melbourne. When mum used to play for the community singing at the town hall on a Wednesday afternoon or something, and then I'd go in and I was, you know, knee high, about five or six or something or other, and I used to sing and dance, sing for them in the, in the community singing, so I performed for them. And what kind of numbers? Oh, Broadway, show tunes. I used to sing Personality. Personality was the one I always remember, so. Can you give me a bit? Oh, you've got personality, stop personality, rock personality, smile personality. That's it. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Did you tap dance as well? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I sang and danced. I learned for 10 years till, uh, till I left school. I left school at 15. I auditioned to get into a, a black and white minstrel show. And I was the baby of the show and I got into it. So I left school and then I went back in December to do my exams and that was it. Yeah, my teachers were horrified. 
<laughs> but it was always what you wanted to do? Yes, yes, yes. Clear path, that's it, yeah. When that opportunity came up, I mean, that was huge. So, of course, my parents were thrilled because we, you know, always, my dad was driving me everywhere to dancing class and never did anything else on the weekends. Saturdays and Sundays was going to dancing. So with the minstrels, you go, uh, what, touring around Australia? Yes, we were so lucky. Uh, they'd been before, but this was the next tour. And, yeah, we travelled the whole of Australia and New Zealand. So it was fantastic. Imagine doing that, you know, when you're straight out of school. Yeah, as a teenager. Yeah, incredible, yeah. I was the youngest in the show, the baby in the show, so yeah. <laughs> and when that finished, and then there was nothing, actually, my girlfriend and I, she was from Sydney, close friend in the show, and then we applied to go to Vietnam, of all things. And then my dad said, don't go until I come back. He went for a fishing trip. Well, I got the job to go to Singapore instead of Vietnam, so, and that's how I came to Asia. So yes. what would have been in Vietnam then? Well, the troops, uh, doing shows for the... That was what we were applied for. But fortunately, we didn't go that direction. We went to Singapore instead. Yeah. And what was in Singapore? Uh, I went with a show of 12 people. So that was from Melbourne, a dancing review. And I was the soubrette. I was the lead singer. When I got to Hong Kong, it was Ken Jekyll. He was a well-known choreographer from Sydney. That was after we toured around Asia and ended up in Hong Kong. I came here for one, for one month, a few weeks, and never left, yes. <laughs> as we all did those days. <laughs> yeah. When you come to Hong Kong in the 70s, are you performing in, in hotels or ballrooms? Oh, in a or? big nightclub. That was the only nightclub without pillars. That was something special those days, because every club everywhere had pillars in the middle of everything. And so which nightclub was this? That was Kingsland. So we did one show in Kingsland and we crossed the harbour and did the other one in King's Garden later. So two shows a night. Where was Kingsland then? Kimberley Road. The Mirror. Miramar. Yeah, the great big nightclub there. Big one. And all the Japanese tourists used to come. And, and how come it didn't have any pillars? They're just the design of it. Yeah. That was something special for that time because everywhere else had pillars and mirrors and everything else. It was a big, really big. It was huge. And it would, you would be singing in a nightclub, sort of with everybody, uh, yeah, what, with, with tables? Or... And, yeah, yeah. one time when I kicked them, my shoe went into the audience. <laughs> Those things do happen, you know. <laughs> so you would have, what, a sort of a small or a larger dance area? Or... On the stage, yeah, so that was on the stage. The King's Garden was next to the Bank of East Asia in Devour Road Central. It was a smaller club, not big like the Kingsland. So, yeah, we did two shows a night. Ken Jekyll was the, the two of us sang, and the dancers, they had all kind of production numbers and Egyptian and, you know, so many, yeah, different, yeah. So you were constantly changing... Broadway numbers. Yeah, so yeah. you were constantly changing costumes, or...? Yes, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good fun. So the Kingsland, did you have a resident band? Yes, or? they had a 13-piece big band under Manning Rarella, yeah. So, proper big band. And Not as big as our one now, but yes. Yeah. So, I mean, most places, presumably at that time, did have... Yes. They all had two bands. Every, every nightclub had two bands, and the stage rotated. Not in, not in Kingsland, but other nightclubs. The stage rotated, and one band is going, and the other band's coming. They always used to play That's All.
So those days, all Filipino bands. But they did have Italian bands in the 70s and things, so that was certainly another era. There were many Italians performing here too. Well, I remember one near the Hilton, the drummer Ugo Conta. Yes, um, dear yes. Ugo, absolutely. <laughs> we, know, we knew him so well. Yes. And even he used to go and watch you know, our two sons in the, in the uh, Grand Hyatt. Oh, how are the children? I mean, they were already adults. Uh, sweet Ugo, yes. Just to digress and back to Rosalie Carpio in a moment. Ugo Conta is a whole other story and sadly missed. Some will remember his Italian food, bonhomie and music at his Italian restaurant Rigoletto and later Ugo's. Warm, affectionate, multi-skilled and a natural maitre d'. He came to Hong Kong in 1962 and would play drums with a jazz quartet at the Den in the Hilton Hotel. A colourful character throughout his life, he played drums in the band but would play piano at his restaurants. He also was outstanding at judo and taught this martial art to others. He worked with a Hong Kong chef, Chan Hak Soi, for more than 30 years, taking him with him to his native town of Mantua in northern Italy for the chef to learn his hometown way of Italian cooking and bring it back to Hong Kong. Later in life, Ugo Conta would marry talented artist Mei Chow and together they formed the Mei Chow Academy. Here is Ugo Conta performing on drums with the Ugo Conta Quintet at the 2001 Mantua Jazz Festival. Italian bands, there was also obviously Filipino bands yes. and, and Filipino musicians. My, my husband worked in the Hilton, That's, ah, <laughs> that was the close connection there right. at that time, yeah? Yes. yes. So yes, we'll get on to Tony Carpio and, okay. uh, and, his, uh, and it was his uncle who was Fred Carpio, is That's that right? right. Yeah. yeah. Tony's father was Tom, Tom played the tenor banjo and he was well known in the Philippines, a household name. And his brother was Fred, of course, he was a household name too, because he played guitar, he played, oh, he played many instruments too. And Tom played in the go-down with the Victoria Jazz Band, so he was with them until almost when he passed away. But he was actually a, a certified public accountant, <laughs> and he, but music was his, you know, love. He was the uh, controller in the Ambassador Hotel. And I actually sang there for a year, not because he'd gone already from there at that time. And then I sang in the Ambassador in the Salabar for a year. It was really good. That was my transition from show tunes to entertaining in, in a bar. And it was a bit different. You're not dancing around, you see. You have to stand there and sing. <laughs> and that's when I first started to have a go at Chinese songs. Yes, because you can really sing in a number of languages. I do indeed. I sing all. The, I specialize in all the Asian languages. So, yeah, I sing, of course, English, Cantonese, Mandarin, Japanese, 
Korean I learned for a wedding. They were all shocked when I, when I sang in the wedding. They all cheered me. Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore. There's many more than that. I sing a couple of French songs. There's more than a dozen anyway, but that's what I can remember at the minute. So when you don't, so, I mean, when you don't actually speak the language itself, mm. how do you set about learning uh, just, just the song? Do you, are you just learning it phonetically? Yes, absolutely. But I have to get somebody who speaks the language and will speak it to me very clearly. So I pick up any little thing they say, so, and I make sure I get the pronunciation right. But apart from that, when you're singing different languages, you have to take on the character, not only of the song, of the language. I was inspired, I have to say this, I was inspired by Frances Yip's discovery. She had a cassette where she sang all the, for Cathay Pacific, where she had songs from the different countries. So that was my inspiration. I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's cool. So that was the start of it. Oh, that's very good. So, ja yeah. yeah, Japanese, Cantonese, Mandarin, yeah, as well, you Japanese, say. Well, Japanese, there were so many Japanese nightclubs. You had to sing Japanese. So, yeah, I sang a lot of Japanese songs first. And they're the easiest because they are phonetic. You don't have to worry about tones. But when you sing Cantonese, you can't change it. If it's slur or if it's bent or if it's closed, you have to do that. Otherwise, you don't sing it right, you know. You've done show tunes, you've done all sorts of different types of, oh. of music, but what yeah. would you say From is... here to here. Except, yes. I, you know, a whole 180. Even the boys, they play so many, you know, different styles and genres. So the only thing I don't do is classical and opera. <laughs> different way of singing, yes. And what's your preference? I like a bit of everything, actually. Jazz is the main, that was the first. After moving from show tunes, jazz was the, you know, important one that developed more and more since I was here. So with the show tunes, I mean, did you come on in sequins? I mean, how were you dressed? If you're singing in the show in the, in the nightclub, of course you're in, you know, all the glamorous things, right? And feathers, you know, <laughs> all the feathers, etc. But then when you work in a hotel, of course you can wear gowns and sequins or whatever. So, yeah, flexible. So when you were, you were saying about the Japanese nightclubs also... There were so many those days, yeah. so many Japanese nightclubs. Every other corner was Japanese. So was your life a bit nocturnal? Oh, of course. <laughs> yes, indeed. It still is. <laughs> Old habits die hard, yes. <laughs> Can't help it because that's our life, you know. And then those days, I mean, it's not the same now, but we used to, as soon as we finished work, everybody would go to Chongqing Mansion or hang out and meet all the guys and, you know, be having supper at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, because you have to unwind when you finish work because, you know, we're all hepped up, you know, so... You still have to get your beauty sleep. It doesn't matter whether it's at night time or even in the morning in the daytime. So long as you get your beauty sleep, you get enough. That's the most important. I mean, nightclub, when I think about nightclub is sort of like disco era and on. It, the nightclub you're describing is a different experience. Yeah, the disco came later. Unless you worked in a disco nightclub. I mean, yes... So they were there for dancing the whole night. That's different. When we worked in the New World Hotel, which is now K11, right? And we worked in the Promenade Disco there. So that was disco nonstop. With the nightclubs you're describing, there was much more that you would have a dance area and then tables or... Yeah, typical nightclub before, yes. I mean, they danced a bit, but not that much, right? So tell me, how did you meet your husband? Within two weeks of arriving oh, in Hong Kong. <laughs> Indeed, yes, he was at a birthday party and that's, yeah, he was in the corner. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> oh, so you weren't performing with him? No, he was in the Hilton and I was in Kingsland, so, 
Yes. Tell me about meeting Tony Carpio. Well, he was quiet. He was the quiet man in the corner. <laughs> but did you know who he was when you were meeting? I mean, at the time, is he... I mean, later, of course, he becomes a, a sort of band leader. He but... was even in those days. But no, that wasn't in front of me at that time, no. But at that time, he was recording in RTHK. They did a jazz series, the Showcase series. Yeah, so I have many tracks of that, the old tapes. <laughs> Showcase featured the artistry of composer, arranger and guitarist Tony Carpio. The programme was introduced by Ray Cordero. that you would have a set residency for a certain amount of time? or How did it work? Yes, yes. I was actually, after the Ambassador Hotel, and I got a job in the Lee Garden. So I was there for nearly four years, three years and nine months. So, yeah, I was there. Of course, to get your visa, right? You can't work without a visa. Like Lee Gardens, they had the Yum Sing Bar, and then they had the Pavilion Restaurant. So there were two singers, and we'd swap from set to set. So the audience would have, you know, more you know, variety in entertainment. And they had two house bands. So one band, fixed band, was in the Yamsing Bar and the other band was fixed in the Pavilion Restaurant. They did a pop-up bar a few years ago and that was wonderful. They got me to sing there. It was so good. They did it in the League Gardens 1 or 2, in, up in the foyer there. It was wonderful. So they hired me for a few days first, but then they kept extending and extending. We ended up doing... <laughs> Many days. It was terrific. It's nice to do this nostalgia and, of course, my sons played. And so some nights it was two or three and then some nights it was a full band. So it was really, really good. Love doing that. So tell me about when you're performing in the 70s, are you now performing with some of the names also that, that I would know? Um, that have, I mean, we, we both met at uh, Uncle Ray's. Yes. I think it was his 95th birthday, yeah. and I was, uh, you know, so pleased to see so many Hong Kong performers that are absolute veteran performers. Yes, yes. And boy, were they good. Yeah, they're they still, all jumped on the stage. Yes, yes, and they're still, but they're absolutely, I mean, the quality. Yes. It wasn't a case of somebody who had 
performed decades before and is you know they 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 were all still very much indeed. on their game yes indeed yeah no that was a great night mm. of course maria cadero danny summer all the usuals uh, yeah albert l yeah but you would you have known them in the 70s uh, not Maria. No, she was, wasn't here yet, I don't think. Oh, right. She comes later. I think she? so. However, in the Salabar, let me say, an amateur who used to get up and sing with us, you'd never guess who was Roman Tam. Yeah, he used to get up and sing with the band, you know, and he, he achieved great stardom, you know? Yeah. When you're performing night after night, like at the Lee Gardens, mm -hmm. were you on every night? Yes, um, yeah. And Sunday off. How do you preserve your voice? I don't know. We just did it. We were younger then. <laughs> you just do it. If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New York. And if you're sick, you're sick, or you get because the, the Filipino bands could change any key you want. And if you had a, you know, a husky voice, then you'd just tell them, oh, I need it down the tone tonight, I can't sing. So they just adjust the key, no problem. And you would adjust the songs you sang? Sure, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I can't sing that one tonight, yes. That's either. <laughs> yeah, that one's all right. <laughs> That's a complicated one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's one of my favourite songs, yeah. Ah. I love Peggy Lee. Yes. My idol, one of my idols. Yeah, yeah I, was going to, I was going to ask you that, you know, without being too trite, but, but who would you say has influenced you over oh, the years? Or? Peggy Lee, Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, Ella, I wanted to sound like Ella, so I sang everything Ella in the early days because I just loved her singing. She's still magic to this day. And Peggy Lee because she was so create, so artistic and just she could kill everybody just, just with simple melody, you know, the way she delivered her voice and something else. You'd be on every night for yeah. how many hours? Well, those days we actually think it mostly did five sets, which is how even in the, we used to do and, and dancing and everything, you know, killer. Now it's three and a half to four sets. It's changed now. But that's different when you're in a bar because you can pace yourself. But being in Lee Gardens, that was the best era because the Lee Theatre was around the corner and all the big shows that came on, they all stayed in the Lee Gardens and we had Sergio Mendez in the audience. We had the Letterman. You know, they all came. They'd f finish their big show in, Lee Garden, in the Lee Theatre. And then come yeah. and see you. Well, come and yeah, yeah. unwind and drink yeah. and drink. Of course, everybody's drinking. And it would have been much more of a smoking era as well. Oh boy, yes. So you're performing in the Miramar Hotel in Kimberley Road, yeah. also in the King's Garden, which uh, was in Devo Road. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tony Carpio is performing in the, the, in the Hilton. Yeah. Did you actually perform together in the in the early days when you're dating? No, later, <laughs> in the Dickens Bar. That's when. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about that. Oh, well, he took over. Chris Babita was the first one to start the jazz there. And then he stayed there for a couple of years, I think. Even Len Tracy, who used to be RTHK or commercial radio. Anyway, Len Tracy also took over for a short time. And then Tony took over after that. Tell me about Chris Babita. Chris Babita, actually, him and Tony go way back because Chris Babita used to play bass in Tony's band, the Corsairs, in the 60s. So, of course, he's a big name, all right? Done all the big shows in China. So, so you're at the Dickens Bar in the Excelsior, mm. and... Um, that was the late 70s already, yeah? Yeah, so tell me a bit more about that, how you, you know, the kind of music that, that you would then perform. Oh, big there. band. Everything jazz, totally jazz. So it started off with the octet, 
which is Tony's eight-piece eight band. Eventually, then he wanted to introduce the hotel to having the big band. So initially, it was he proposed to put for the month of June. So they played every Sunday for the month of June, and the theme song was June was bussing out all over, which was a great success. And then it caught on. So then the next year came, and then, of course, pushing to have it regular. So finally proposed to ask to do it the first Sunday of the month, and that's how that came about. And everybody in town came down for that. It was really good. It was packed, kids and all, Sunday afternoon, because they had the Sunday curry buffet. And I have to say, as soon as the kids were born, they were in the Dickens bar, in baskets, you know, sleeping while the band's playing. So that's, that's how they grew up with the big band, from three months old there and, you know, absorbing all this music. The whole, their whole life. So they didn't have much choice on career, really, did no, they? No, they didn't. <laughs> exactly. Feeling low Rocking slow They all drive or walk for miles to get jive. That southern style, so long jive. That makes you want to dance to break the day. It's a junction where the town folks meet at each function in their touch. Come on down, you'll find me there so long town. I'm heading for Tuxedo Junction now. Hey! Boodoo and doo-doo. We boodoo and doo-doo. We boodoo and doo-doo. Do you, do you? trumpet Scott on tenor sax It's a junction Oh, well, the time folks meet Yeah, in each junction In their tugs Rosalie Carpio there, who's been singing in Hong Kong since the 1970s. 
Rosalie and her family did two outstanding concerts earlier this year. One that was a hark back to their family's time performing in the Dickens Bar. And the two tracks you've heard today with Rosalie singing are from that show. Looking forward to them staging more. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.